The Ron Van Dam Show is intended for mature audiences. Oh, so that's what ironic means. Yes, honey. Yes, it does. The following program is brought to you in living color. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hold on tight. Things can get a bit weird. If you like that sort of thing. <laughs> Welcome to the program. How are you? Oh, my God. How are you? How you been? Good to see you again. I would give you a big hug, but no touching. No touching here. That's why I do this and not that. I have a problem when people come up and hug me to say hello. You know, instead of shaking hands, I will embrace you. It's a nice, it's a nice gesture, but at the same time, I don't know what to do when someone hugs me. I don't know. I hug them back, but like. Who's the first one to end the hug? It can go on for a long time, and then it gets a little awkward. And that's just one of the many things that confound me. (laughs) All right. That's enough theme music. Well, I don't know. I just, I can't even answer your questions anymore. I don't even know. I have no idea. I think I'm just going to start to play stupid. I know some stupid people, and they're not stupid because they're uneducated. Well, it's part of it, but they're just stupid because they don't seem to get it. They just—they don't seem to pick up on anything. They—they're standing there in a in a quandary of I don't know what's going on, and they admit it too. They ask me questions like, "Ron, what's going on in the world?" Oh, come on! I—I I mean, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. We'll keep it a secret from you because obviously you have no idea whatsoever what's going on. That's what I call stupid. It has nothing to do with education. It has to do with not paying attention. That's all. That's all it is. I mean, that can be a condition, and I'm not, not making fun of that, but it's not a condition. You're just stupid. Uh, I, I wish that I was uh, kind of stupid. And a lot of people say, Ron, well, don't worry about it. You are. Those are people that don't like me. That's not true, though. Uh, I wish I could play stupid. So when someone says, Ron, uh, how's the weather? Uh, what's the, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Ron, uh, what do you think about? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't have to think about anything. Ron, what's your opinion of? The, I don't have an opinion. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm stupid. I, I would love that, you know? You know, go to the supermarket, you know, and they check you out and they say, did you, did you find everything you were looking for? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't even know what I'm looking for. I, have, I don't know. <laughs> when someone comes up to you and say, hey, how are you? How are you doing? I don't know how I'm doing. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm doing. I don't know anything that has to do with doing. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, well, I see that you polished off your meal. Uh, would you like the check? 
I don't know. I don't know about the check. I don't know what the check is. I have no idea. Whatever. Just, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want the check. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. I don't even care even what you want. You're going to tell me what you want. I don't even care what you want. I, I would, I'd love that. I would love that. That's annoying too, isn't it? When you're sitting in a restaurant and you order something and you eat everything on the plate, which is kind of what you're supposed to do because you ordered it. I mean, like, what are you supposed to do with the food on the plate? Stare at it, take a picture, and post it on Facebook? Well, I guess that's, that is what you're supposed to do. And then the, uh, the waiter or the waitress, the server, let's call them, uh, comes over and says, well, uh, <laughs> you polished that plate off. No, I didn't polish it off. You put food on the plate, of which I'm, go- I'm going to pay for momentarily, and I ate it. What is the big deal? Get off your horse. I'm not on a horse. I don't, I don't, never mind. Just never mind. I don't know. I just don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm uh, shopping uh, there. I'm, I'm looking for, uh, for a pair of pants. Oh, what's, what size uh, waist are you? I don't know. I don't know what my waist is. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Don't ask me what my, what's, what's your waist? I don't even care. Don't even tell me. I would love that attitude. You know, I, I, I just don't know. I just don't stop asking me. I have no idea. I have no idea whatsoever. Excuse me, sir. Where do you live? I don't know. I have no idea where I live. I have no idea. I thought about it, but I don't know. I have no idea. Some people ask me, I don't know what to say. Hey, you're a good looking person. I'd like to go on a date with you. What's your phone number? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's got numbers in it. I don't know the order of them. I don't know which one's first, which one's last. I have no idea what's in the middle. I don't even know my phone number. Would you like to have sex with me right now? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what that. I don't know what you're talking about. What are we supposed? What? I don't know. I don't know. Why are you asking me this? Why are you putting me in a corner like this? I don't know. I don't know. Right now? Come on, give me time to think about it. I don't even know what you're talking about. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. But I can't. Uh, speaking of intelligence, oh, oh my God, oh my God. You know, one of the uh, most watched shows on network television is Jeopardy, which has been around forever. For those of you who don't know what Jeopardy is, I don't know. I have no idea. What is it? I don't even know. Why are you telling me this? Jeopardy is a game show where smart people get on it and they answer the questions in a weird way. They answer the questions with a question. I know, I understand, sounds confusing, but it works. It was created by Merv Griffin. He's been dead a long time, but still, the show's doing really well. And uh, more Americans tune into that than than don't. Um, But all the questions... uh, on the show are things that most people have absolutely no idea what the answer is. And they're just gawking at smart people. That person's really smart. She knows everything. Yes, this is entertaining. I don't know all the answers to Jeopardy. I know some, but I don't know all of them. Not like I could be a contestant. But Jeopardy does one thing for me in a negative way, but also in a positive way. It makes me feel like I don't know everything. And it makes you feel comparatively stupid to the people that are on the show, those three contestants. However, however, it makes me feel like I don't really have to know everything because they do. They took the burden off of me. I mean... (laughs) 
Ron, you're not very smart. I don't have to be. See those three people on Jeopardy? They're the smart ones. I don't have to do it anymore. The burden is off of me. There's another show on television on the Pluto Network. I know you don't know what I'm talking about. And it's a game show, and it's called um, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I know. And there are, (laughs) the contestant is an adult, and next to the contestant is a fifth grader who supposedly knows more about everything than the adult does. That's an annoying game show (laughs) because it's absolutely true. Fifth graders know more than adults do. I know. It's hard to believe because fifth graders have no life experiences to get in the way of their intelligence. The, the thesis is that the fifth graders are in school in fifth grade, so they're in the learning process. And the other theory is that the adult has been out of school for decades now and remembers absolutely nothing. It's an embarrassing show. I watch it when I want to get angry at society. So it does serve a purpose in a way. But I take these two shows, Jeopardy and Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, and I put them side by side, and I realized this is, oh, this is messed up. This is just messed up. <laughs> because society's somewhere in between these two shows. These two shows are extremes. Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader makes a very strong point that the adult in life these days is dumb as a brick. They retain nothing. They hear nothing. They know nothing. But their children are smarter than they are. That's a kick in the pants is what that show is. On the other hand, the extreme would be Jeopardy, where nobody knows the answers to these things except them. And uh, that makes you still stupid. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a conundrum. My wife happens to be extremely intelligent in that sense, where she uh, knows the answer to just about every question on Jeopardy. And she could really be on the show and make so much money that I don't have to do this shit anymore. But um, she doesn't because uh, part of Jeopardy is you have, there's a buzzer, a little uh, hand buzzer thing. And when the question is finished, is, is, is read and, and they finish reading the question, you have to buzz in first in order to answer the question. Whether you know the answer or not, it doesn't make any difference. You got to buzz in quickly. That's a skill in itself. So that also is a commentary on our society. It's not how much you know, it's how fast you can get in there to know it and to express that you know it. It has little to do sometimes with intelligence because that's not everything you see. Intelligence isn't everything in life, quite obviously. You have to buzz in quickly. And that's a skill that requires physical dexterity. So, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a mess, it's a mess. I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tonight, I have no idea. And that's my thesis again, I don't know, I just don't know. Ron, would you like to go, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you're going to ask me, but I don't know, okay? I don't know. 
Do you know if it's going to snow this week? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. What am I, a meteorologist? What do you think I am? Do I look like one? What do you, I don't know. I don't know anything about you or, or anything about anything. Don't come to me for anything because I don't know. I just don't know. Ron, I think you're playing stupid. Yes, I am playing stupid. I don't really know if I'm playing stupid. I just don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. And that's why my second favorite word is whatever. And you you can't say it just like whatever. You can't just say it. You have to put the intonation in uh, of um, being um, stupid. So you have to say like the the valley girl, valley guy kind of thing. Uh, Whatever. You got to throw that in because that gives you the tinge of, oh, okay, I'm not going to challenge that. Apparently, the whatever is really the case with you. So it's it kind of underlines it. It puts it in quotes. It makes it bold. So you got to throw in the, the intonation and the speech pattern. Whatever, whatever. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so annoying. It, it sends people away in an opposite direction quickly. You got to know how to manipulate society, ladies and gentlemen. Otherwise, you're just going to be a victim of it. Don't be a victim of society. Don't let society tell you what to do. You tell them or you disconnect quickly. All right. I have an interesting guest coming up momentarily, but until that time arrives, I do have a commercial break because someone has to pay for this. Obviously, you're not paying anything. But we will do this and we'll do it now. Do you like avocados? Looking for someplace new and fun to take the family for breakfast? Then it's time to try Greg's House of Avocado Toast. Featuring all your breakfast favorites. White toast, wheat toast, rye toast, yes, even multigrain toast, and more. All topped with creamy avocado. Or mix it up a little with a toasted English muffin topped with avocado. Come in every Thursday for our chef's special creation, sourdough toast with avocado. If it's toast with avocado on top, you'll find it, and nothing else, at Greg's House of Avocado Toast. Josh Malone joins us now. Josh is uh, the creator of Bunch of Balloons, which many of my friends have partaken upon and have loved it. Uh, this, This is an incredible story because... We only know the product and the success of a product, but we don't know the backstory sometimes, which apparently, Josh, uh, you've been through a little bit of hell and back. Oh, yeah, it's been quite quite the adventure, and I think I'm back, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, let's start with, uh, for those that aren't familiar with Bunch of Balloons, this was uh, an innovative uh, party idea, and it's doing quite well. Tell me about it. Yeah, well, uh, I was a classic struggling inventor, and at the end of a long, long run, mm-hmm. um, I solved a problem of filling and tying water balloons. Yes, sir. And uh, my solution, well, it's a it's a bunch of two small tubes uh, connect. You know, you connect that to the to the mm-hmm. garden hose. The other end of the tubes have a a balloon around each one and a yeah. small elastic ring around the neck of the balloon. Mm-hmm. And so they all fill up simultaneously. And when they're full, you shake it and they fall off. And the little elastic ring clinches the neck of the balloon Beautiful. shut. Beautiful. And so you can do a hundred water balloons in one minute. Yeah. So, uh, now, how long ago uh, was this invention uh, uh, taking place and, and upon completion of the, uh, 
the invention? This was uh, this was 2014. Mm-hmm. I put it together and okay. launched it on Kickstarter. All right, yeah. uh, and 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 congratulations to you. Uh, but uh, as I said at the beginning, we're not always familiar with the process that's involved. Uh, we've watched a couple of these things on Shark Tank. Uh, you know these these inventions and these ideas, and it always seems quite simple. Uh, you get a patent, you apply for it, you wait for it, and uh, and there you go. Congratulations. It's not like that necessarily, is it? No, it's not. And I, that's what I thought too. I, I, um, I thought I was pretty sophisticated and educated. Yeah. And if I got a patent, then I could protect my sure. invention and build a business and live the American dream. Um, in fact, the, uh, under a 2011 act of Congress, um, they created a, a new proceeding, a division in the patent office and their job. In fact, they, they, they basically work for the big corporations mm-hmm. and they'll invalidate your patent when you try to use it. Really? And so this, this new proceeding, they've now reviewed 3000 patents and they've invalidated 84% of them on behalf of these giant multinational corporations. Wow. Is this a fairly uh, new phenomenon or has this been going on, but people didn't talk about it? Well, it's, it's, fairly recent mm-hmm. i mean i i quit my job to be an inventor in 2006 mm-hmm. and that's when it that's when it started the supreme court took oh. up a case and then congress started to act and basically what happened is the silicon valley tech companies looked around and said hey we lo- we, we don't innovate anymore what can we do to eliminate competition and yeah. they just they went to went to the government went to the courts and flipped our patent system upside down and wow. they started spreading propaganda that uh that patents harm innovation and that inventors are patent trolls, they called us. Wow. And it's very effective. Uh, you know, they said, Hey, we're, we made it up. Let's pull up the ladder. So, so no one wow. can, can threaten us. Yeah. We gave it out. We can take it back. Um, uh, was this th- done through, through a, a lobby effort? Uh, do you think there's something shady going on here or, or simply a, uh, nothing simple about it, but, uh, a convincing that uh, you know we we need to change the system a little bit. Um, it sounds to me like there's a little shady stuff going on with these with these companies that are so large that they can just pay for anything they want. Yeah, there's a, a combination of factors. It, it's it's we can get away with it, yeah. and if if we can get away with it, then wow. and you know it's it's classic federal government stuff. I mean yeah. they they don't know what's going on, and the lobbyists uh, convince them that, that the world looks a certain way, and then. Mm-hmm. They pushed this bill through that had, you know, lots of problems, but the, you know, the, the campaign dollars kept flowing in and, yeah. and it came through and it was way, it was worse than, than people imagined in wow. 2011. Wow. Um, so, uh, you're talking about it to, to sound, uh, the alarm to those that, uh, probably aren't familiar with this, uh, the system. Absolutely. I see, I met too many inventors and in my case, it was, it was, it's a, it's a miracle. I'm here talking to you today. These guys had. Such such uh, a war chest and and experience at at just putting rights owners out of yeah. business through litigation and for me to survive and go to Washington and yeah. shake things up at the top of the patent office in the middle of my case and I basically I was losing everything I worked for and yeah. so I, I, I it, it ended up being a, a publicity campaign which wasn't really my intent but uh, it helped help turn things around, help me get through. And, uh, most, you know, no other inventors are going to, we don't have government relations department. And right. so I joined up with 
when I needed help, a, a group called U.S. Inventor uh, joined me, and now I'm giving back as a volunteer, and, and I want to help. Mm. want to help inventors, startups, small businesses, innovators. This is, this is super important for society. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, businesses, startup businesses always think that once they get the patent, they're good. That's their protection. Um, but that apparently isn't necessarily the case at, at all. So why would anybody ever come up with an incredible idea and not feel that it would be stolen from them somehow? I mean, does that, does that basically burst their, their balloon? Yeah, it's a huge threat. It's, 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 it's cause, you know, when guys like me who quit our, our jobs and give up our paychecks and put our family's financial future at risk and raise capital, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're seeing that venture capitalists are now, they know this. And so they're not investing in long-term yeah. R and D and, and high risk capital. They're looking for quick returns. So app yeah. developers and, and social media, uh, technology so that, that the, the money is going out of hardcore R&D into quick exit, yeah. um, high, high, low-risk strategies. And, yeah, inventors, um, you know, that was part of, the, part of the deal. Part of the dream is, yeah, we're going to crash and burn, and we're going to m- miss a lot of opportunities. But yeah. when we succeed, yeah. now these big guys can come along and just say, thank you very much. We didn't invest in it. We yeah. didn't take the risk. And here you've got this Kickstarter success. Yeah. We'll just take it and put our name on it. Yeah. and. Wow. It's it's a very dangerous situation we're D- in where yeah, the, the incentives have been uh, absolved, removed. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you compare it to a drug company? Uh, I don't know what you call these things. Ph- pharmaceutical companies. I think that's more proper. They come up with something like Viagra, and it's on the market for a number of years, and then after a number of years, it goes generic. Um, and anybody can can make this thing and uh, around the world. Uh, is it is it similar to that? It's supposed to be. Uh, you know, the, the, the we don't like to align too tightly with the drug companies because they yeah, they right. also know how to abuse the patent right, system. Right. But yeah, if you invent something that the world was missing <laughs> yeah. and and never would have come up with without your contribution, then yeah. we used to give inventors twenty years of exclusive right to uh-huh. it to go and and basically that that's the bargain. You come up with something new. And you share it with yeah. the world by by publishing right. it in the right. patent, right. and we'll give you a it was amount it amounted to a, a property right, right that basically right. was a title to your invention. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, a drug company that comes up with a, a new a new molecule that's mm-hmm. effective, and um, then that that's part of the incentive yeah. why we have yeah. some some pretty wonderful treatments and. And cures, but we don't want to stagnate that, right? The problems haven't all been solved yeah. yet either. So we have to keep keep the incentive for for real mm-hmm. real inventions um, to move forward. Yeah, Josh uh, had had this affected the success of your business along the lines because it's 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 the number one in that category. I mean, uh, has, has it damaged uh, your your financial situation? Uh, we got through, we spent many years where every day it was, it was a threat of just being destroyed. I mean, these guys that stole my invention had succeeded in, uh, over a hundred, over a hundred, uh, cases they've been involved in with uh, over intellectual property rights and they had never lost. Um, so 
we were fortunate we were able to compete and and sell a lot of product globally we sold uh almost i think we've sold half a billion dollars in in water balloons now with my yeah. partner licensing company <laughs> and so good. we were able to good. to pay these attorneys a hundred thousand dollars every week i mean when i quit uh, my job that was my uh, annual salary uh, and now we've got to just plow this uh, money into this litigation and uh, uh eventually these guys after that plus the the publicity I brought to, to the, to the abuse at the patent office. Um, these guys, after four and a half years of litigation, they, they threw up their hands and they said, we surrender. Cool. Oh, congrats. <laughs> so, congrats. So on we, that, we man. beat them. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. But, but my it's, it's God. unfortunate. It had, you know, it, <laughs> it had little to do with the merits of my, of my case. And it had all to do with the money and the influence, which yeah. is, I, that's really sad yeah. to say that that's the state of our, our legal system you know what's sad is that they didn't pay you back for your legal fees i mean i would figure that that's really something that they should do because they caused it and we that, we got I mean, in this case we got some of our legal fees but to good, get good. legal fees you have to be in the law you have to be the pre- prevailing party yeah in these cases you know it costs tens of millions of dollars and can take 10 years Jeez. to finish there's you're no one else has ever been a prevailing party against these guys. So, yeah. so they, they abuse it and they file these frivolous motions and, yeah. and they cheat and steal. And it's, it's catch me if you can, if you can't catch them and bring them to justice yeah, through yeah. this massive litigation. So uh, yeah, we're the ones that, that got through it. And I, yeah. it gives me a story to tell and, and an opportunity to warn, warn others and, yeah. you know, working with the nonprofit to, educate lawmakers and 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 we do we do legal pro bono legal work and we're just wow. you know trying to help yeah. set right the ship yeah can, uh, can you in your capacity see something that that really fascinates you that you see a very clear path to success can you uh, can you buy that company or are you in a position to do that or because what you're doing you, you can't or whatever uh, that's a great question. There's a lot of opportunities and, and inventors and startups that yeah. I think have very meritorious ideas for products and solutions. And um, for the most part, uh, there the problem is there's no collateral for those investments. In the past, a, a patent or a pending patent would have been security to invest in. So if the you know, if the product fails or there's mis you know they, they fail at business or a variety of other things, then the investor yeah. could hold the patent as, as a, you know, to secure the investment. And I'm not, you know, there's, it's, it's hard right now in this environment. My, my answer is talk to your congressman and, yeah. and, uh, and if he'll give, if they'll give you a, a solid patent that I can rely on, then yeah. I would love to invest in, yeah. in your startup. Interesting. Yeah. Of course, a solid patent, you don't know how solid that is ever. Do you? Yeah, well, there was a time when when it it it, it was reasonably reliable. The patent right, system, know. you know, Edison and Westinghouse had their battles. Oh and, yeah, but now, but now you <laughs> now you say that that's all out the window because anything solid can be uh, reversed. Quite right easily. now, now it's the now it's the normal situation yeah. instead of the exception. Oh, well. If you're if you're if your invention's valuable. They will steal it and they will litigate you into yeah. oblivion. Unless, it, unless, there's no reason. It's, it would be bad. It's it's their fiduciary responsibility. Yeah, like suppose. why would they pay an inventor when they can just take yeah. it? The, the, the shareholders don't yeah. don't support that. Yeah, unless they say, <laughs> "Hey, hey, Josh is behind it. Don't mess with him. He won." 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, because in order to 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 take away power, to to win against power, you have to have power. That's the game. Um, well, I, I, but they've said these these are most of the time these infringers are these multi billion and now trillion dollar yeah, companies, yeah. and they just budget for this. They're hey sure. yeah we're going to spend fifty gotcha. million dollars a year in gotcha. litigation, gotcha. so we're not going to pay anyone. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and with the patent office now taking their side, they can just go get the the valuable patents eliminated yeah. through this this patent trial and appeal yeah. board. Well, I'm glad you're on the right side, and and uh, what you're doing here is is admirable and and important because I mean nobody knows what what goes on behind closed doors, and, and I'm glad that you've opened the door so that people can can see what's going on in there. Uh, thank you for taking an interest. It's yeah. it's so important that we yeah how we have innovation. <laughs> how would someone support uh, this entire cause? How to get more information and actually support? You go to usinventor.org. And sign the resolution. Mm-hmm. We've got a real basic statement of principles that everyone can agree with, but believe it or not, the lobbyists and and the lawyers and the politicians, uh, they, they don't believe in the fundamentals anymore. So yeah. <laughs> usinventor.org, yeah. usinventor.org, you can uh, learn more and sign up. Beautiful. Josh, thank you for your time and continued success to you in whatever you may do. Um, thank and, you. And thank you so much. Pleasure speaking to you. Same. Take care. Well, that'll do it for me today. Thank you to my guests. And thank you to you for showing up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program. But until that time arrives, and that could seem like it's forever or it could seem like it's like right now almost, you don't know. You just don't know. But until that time arrives, I wish you peace. Whatever.